Welcome back, everyone, to Brown Bag Bet. Powered by Betsperts, we are your daily dose of quick hit handicapping and sports betting picks. I'm Alex Christensen, and joining me as always, Mr. Andy Molitor. And Andy, we were talking just seconds ago. Do we know when college hockey even starts? Do we know anyone that knows anything about college hockey? I feel like college hockey and college baseball tragically underbet sports. College hockey, as much as college football and college basketball are just as big, as, if not bigger, than NBA and and NHL, or excuse me, NFL, as far as from a betting standpoint. And I, a lot of it is because of volume, like just how many teams there are in college compared to the NFL and NBA. But like college hockey, I guess I've, I've seen people bet Frozen Four stuff, but like FCS football gets more more love than college baseball. And college hockey, for sure, not a lot. But yeah, looking back through winners and the people, apparently this has been in St. Paul a lot. I need to go to a Frozen Four next time. Just a couple of years ago, Duluth beat Notre Dame in the uh, finals up in St. Paul, but in i don't know where it is this year it looks like they just kind of rotate between awful northern cities st paul buffalo pittsburgh boston and then uh head back to uh the start all over again but yeah we cannot bet on that we cannot bet on that this year maybe i can i haven't looked i'm betting we'll other i bet wilder shit than college hockey and I'm, <laughs> I'm betting more Ryder cup i'm betting more uh college football this year so lots of stuff it is in boston dan says which makes sense that is Anyone who ever There's watched the Bulls, there. it's Minnesota cool. in Boston with a bunch of Michigan sprinkled in. So, um, not a lot went on yesterday. Hockey, nothing. Tennis, a little. I watched some baseball. My Giants got it done. I believe everybody. The only races that are really going on though of note in baseball are still the the two NL ones that have been great, the NL East and the NL West. Believe it's still a two-game lead for the Braves and a one-game lead for the Giants as all four teams in those races won. Come on, Giants! And the the Padres, go look at a Padres like a chart of the San Diego's chances of making the playoffs. It looks like I don't know. Think of like a blockbuster stock or something. I don't know something <laughs> that went down a lot. Like not great, Bob. And they uh, losing again. So. Some big games. I believe the Giants' magic number is down to 11 now. I am holding some tickets. Would love to see that happen. Producer Dan is a Braves fan, and I am a Phillies ticket holder with a a fair number, not the best number, but a decent number from a few weeks back. So we are head-to-head. So no matter what, somebody wins. Not not bad. Patrick says uh, Frozen Four is a top-three sporting event for him. I guess I should just go. It's going to be next time it's in St. Paul, I'm just going to go. I'm going to absolutely go to that. And then when they have the Ryder Cup at Hazeltine again, which we'll, we'll get to why they'll have it at Hazeltine again quick. But we'll start with tennis because it is um, – I know you don't bet the men, but say the Kazakhstan tournament's name. Uh, is it Nur Sultan they're playing in? Nur Sultan. There we go. It has like a dash in it. This is the problem with tennis. There's teams, there's cities with dashes and apostrophes. It is Nur Sultan. There's, you just try your best. Sir Toggenbosch, that is like a apostrophe. Yeah, that's why we just, it's nice when they just play Indian Wells. Anybody can say that. But yeah, a little bit of leftover from yesterday. Um, what do we got? Yeah, just a couple plays again. As the week goes on, there's less and less tennis. These tournaments, the rhythm has been really hard. They're still not through the full first round. I think they might. 
finish it today at Ostrava. But uh, our first pick, we talked about this yesterday. This one should be tomorrow morning at some point. Um, Sarah Soribus Tormo, we got her around plus 190. It's starting to tick down to plus 180. I don't mind it at plus 180. Don't play it too much lower than that, though. Um, she's playing Belinda Bencic. You know, as I've mentioned a few times already, Belinda Bencic playing great tennis, You know, gold medalist, playing solid in some tournaments. But as the season winds down, generally this is a downtime a year for her and for a lot of tennis players. We're towards the end. Things are a little different with Indian Wells, but not expecting kind of a full effort from her here in this tournament, despite having a bye. Uh, Tormo playing some great tennis, already has a match under her belt. So happy to back her as an underdog again. This one will be um, tomorrow morning, should be pretty early East Coast time, but we don't have a schedule yet. No, order of play, just straight up not happening. We'll figure it out when we figure it out. Uh, anything new? Nothing new, just another pick from yesterday again. Only this one gets underway momentarily. Um, the match before it just finished up. Unfortunately, our girl Zarazua couldn't get it done. Just didn't look right this morning. But we've got Lee here starting shortly. Minus 130 would play this out to minus 140. I think we got a little bit of CLB. It's getting close to minus 140, which is always nice. Like the American in this matchup against Harriet Dart. Dart had a nice grass season, has done okay at some of the lower level um, hardcore tournaments, which we have here. You know, it is at 125K, which is not quite ITF, not quite WTA. It's kind of in the middle, which is not as defined on the women's side as it is on the men's where you have a true challenger tour. But should be a fun event, should be a good match. But Lee, again, just a much better player. gets a better quality of player all season. Uh, looks solid in her first match. So happy to back her here. What looks to be a pretty cheap price to me. So have this one from yesterday. Getting started, getting underway shortly. I'm going to pull up a book right now. I didn't get that one in yet. I'll see what kind of price I can get. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to shake it off if it's above 140, but we'll probably get a, get a little action. I don't have anything going on. I can't maybe wait baseball yet for today. Wait and hope she serves second. That, that's true. We can wait. We re- remember there was that Aussie guy. Um, ten, she the tennis first. plug. Remember the <laughs> yeah. tennis plug? I do. That guy would seriously wait until the coin toss to bet stuff. He would he would make certain plays only based on the coin toss if uh, if certain players were getting because he would get the, a little bit better of the line at certain books. Yep. Mentioned Hazeltine, Hazeltine, of course, the site of the 2016 Ryder Cup, right here in beautiful Minnesota, Chaska, I think. I'm not sure which Blaine, Edina, one of the one of the suburbs. Either way, nice course up here. It's going to be back there in like 2028, which makes sense because when you host the Ryder Cup, you get to pick which course it's at, and you want to set up a course that's advantageous for your golfers, which I think they tried to do with Whistling Straits. It is long. It, it's advantageous for bombers, which we obviously have, and you know Bryson Brooks and a couple other guys. But it's still, it's just not exactly the kind of course that's going to give us the advantage that Hazeltine did. That is a big part of why I'm on Europe a bunch. And my banger that I mentioned yesterday. Not a banger. I'm not betting it any more than anything else. Like I, I don't do like five unit lock. I feel misled. You said yeah, banger. I think it's a banger of a price. I actually put this in yesterday. Yes, yeah. Sergio over DJ. DJ is like our, our. I'm going to say our as American, even though I'm European. The maybe one of our most experienced golfers. Yeah, I know. I'm a little bit confusing there. Just we have six rookies out of the out of on the squad. DJ's played the most. His record's okay, but uh, Sergio getting disrespected as a pretty deep rock up golfer. He has a winning record over the course of his career. He has 
not only the experience, but he plays well in these, the fact that the Europeans just care more about these. And really, Sergio is a guy, if you watch some of the golf stuff we've been betting over the past few weeks, months, I've been against him here and there. And it's because his form wasn't good. And I would strongly caution people against using form too much when they're betting some of these Ryder Cups. Uh, going into Le National de Golf uh, La France, which was the Ryder Cup held in Europe in 2018, Sergio missed seven out of 10 cuts leading up to that. And then went out there and went scorched earth, went three and one, including a pretty convincing singles win. Yeah, I think the only uh, match he lost is when he was, he was paired with Alexander Nuren, which that was kind of a weak leg to be paired with. Otherwise he won his four ball is four. So man, a singles match. Like he, he is, and he's playing well. I've already read some reports yeah. from the course that his practice looks good. So Sergio is a dog. Like my joke, <clears throat> I was making jokes about betting Rom as the top scoring uh, individual and European. And I said, my only worry is that it chops with Sergio, which I don't know if Sergio will play as many matches, but no, so I'm not really worried about that. But I, I like Sergio quite a bit. And then <clears throat> you can bet on individual sessions, I believe they call it. You have foursomes in the morning, four ball in the afternoon, and then the, the individual matches on Sunday. So this will be day one foursomes which should be Friday. I believe I'm going to actually probably do some day two foursomes too. This is the format where Europe has done the best, like especially over a longer period of time. So I do think this price is a little off the foursomes. I, I think Saturday morning, they went three and one. Europe goes three and one quite a bit. I'm not sure if this is a three-way market. I believe it might be. So day one foursomes plus 185, I like that quite a bit. Somebody asked, what's a fair on USA winning the rider? I mean, yeah, if you're if you get if there's promos for even money, yeah, I would bet that. Like if, if you're gonna have other books making you lay minus 175 on that, like I do think this is probably a coin flip. My fair is probably USA minus 120, Europe plus whatever that comes out to, what 135? Yeah, a little lower. Roughly so. My my fare is right around USA minus one fifteen, minus one twenty. If you get evens, yeah, I don't I don't hate that. Especially if you want to if you want to take that and even and then make a small bet on Europe. <clears throat> that's the beauty about these promos. The only thing that sucks about promo bets is the limits are low. But if you you know if you're just grinding out a few bucks here and there, if you can bet the USA at evens, you can certainly go somewhere else and find the best Europe number. Bet that for a little, just arbitrage, fucking free Chick Fil A for yourself. Either way. Yeah, there's quite a variance in prices there, and there's a bunch of stuff. Actually, as I was scrolling around looking for that, I have a bet I'll ask you about off the show that I think I like. Maybe we'll talk about it tomorrow because it doesn't start till Friday, so we still got one more day to poke around and find stuff. Yeah, we got Because uh, you're right. There's a lot of cool promos and stuff. But I didn't mention at the top of the show, Andy. Do you know what day it is? Win total Wednesday. Win total Wednesday. I don't know why. We're getting close. Today. Less than four weeks until we have first tip of the regular season in the NBA until the Bucks play our Brooklyn Nets. We're a Brooklyn Nets team this team this year. Are we? Okay. I'm, I'm on board. Nets overs. Nets to win the East. We did all that. Maybe that was why you were away. Hard to say. Um, oh, that's right. I talked to Drew about that. That's, that's why you were on a plane or something. But we've got another win total here in the NBA. Um, we're going to add to our list. This time we're going to go under. As I look at the Detroit Pistons, um, the total here is 25 and a half. As I look at some of my projections, I have them around 21, 22 wins this year. Um, this is pretty much a case of, you know, something I talked about with the Nets. You know, every year there's a couple teams that win more than 70% of their games. At the other end, there's a team or two that wins less than 30% of their games. So 
you know, it doesn't mean it's going to happen all the time. But as you start to look at the distributions and things, I think this team ends up being tremendously poor. Um, it's just a very weak roster all around you know, to get to. The 26 wins you would need to go over, that would have them to 31% win rate. Again, I have a few games under than this. I think they'll just be one of the worst teams. They're in an Eastern Conference where um, the middle to bottom of the East got much better. All those teams from kind of like 6 through 10, 6 through 11, 12 uh, got better. I, I think the Pistons are going to be one of the worst rosters in a conference that overall is going to just be pretty solid kind of in the middle where bad teams like this generally can pick up wins. You know, you play some of those teams, they're resting some nights, they're kind of avoid you i don't think the pistons are going to pick up some of the easy wins that even we saw teams like the thunder pick up early in the year this year um you know you look at their starting five they're going to be asking a lot of first round pick um in cunningham um you know jeremy grant probably the best player on their team i like jeremy grant a lot i don't know if that's something you should really be excited about as an nba team in, in the year 2021 2022 it's a very thin roster as well i mean you look at some of their starting centers they might have to start a plumley again not something you want to have done even five years ago let alone this year um again really just a rough roster i like the under 25 and a half year uh, might start looking at some alt stuff as we get closer we'll get some alt win totals i bet they'll leave me some markets on worst record in the nba uh we'll probably be adding some of that stuff too so a lot of pistons pessimism andrew that's a rough roster's role shout out to you nice. <laughs> that's kind of i heard that's a rough roster uh, maybe it's because I'm looking at the word rider so much, and I have that in my head it's, too. It's in your head. Got, yeah, you said rough, rough roster, and I'm looking at rider. Um, Thursday night <laughs> football starts tomorrow because tomorrow is all melding together. I am getting this in early, and people, you know, people do bet early. People like betting NFL early. People like betting as early as they can. Some of the openers in college football, college basketball, same kind of thing with prize picks. If you see an edge, they will. I asked them like my first question to these guys when you know we we struck a deal with them to uh have them as a sponsor in the show was do you guys move the lines like if stuff happens or if the market moves like, yeah we will so like you can get better lines on these and that happened yes last saturday with the college guys on saturday um i believe uh, mike picked out a guy at 20.5 uh, fantasy points and by the time i got to it, it was 21 and a half Ooh. and as we were sitting there in the fourth quarter he was at like 21.3 I needed it was that Memphis game. I needed that weird uh, fumble or punt run back so That's he could so get annoying. the ball back. I know I was gonna get middle. He ended up like 26 because there was a last, yeah. you know, there was a final drive where he threw another touchdown. But yeah, that you can get good numbers on this. And I did put something together for Thursday night based on the four for four projections. I'm a pro member, not a big deal. You can be too. I think they're <laughs> still offering like 25% off because it's a fantastic service. And actually, they they do have pretty good for projections and stuff. And I use them for prop betting as well, but McCaffrey at only 84. I have that as an over for rushing yards and Davis mills. This is a sketchy one, but it's only two Oh five. And we have seen this. This is going to be a tough game to prepare for because the short week rookie quarterback. But if Carolina is as good as we think, new rookie quarterback. To, yeah. Over. Yeah. New first start, new, rookie. First start new, rookie quarterback. First start rookie quarterback. It's a rough spot for him, but game script kind of dictates that they'll be behind. Throwing some garbage yards to get this doesn't seem too unlikely. Again, the four for four, four for four projections have this much higher. My projections have this higher. And from a game script standpoint, Carolina with the lead and 
my guys, the Houston Texans from behind, throwing the ball, Carolina running to speed up the game, get it over with. I like both of these put together. Semi-correlated, I guess. The total, or excuse me, the side has been bet out to over a touchdown at this point. It was four in the look ahead, which kind of weirds me out because I don't have a big adjustment. My power numbers for going from Tyrod to Davis Mills, honestly. So the adjustment is probably overblown at this point. And I will say it tonight when I do the deep dive. My numbers can't get to this number, even with an upgrade on the Panthers and leaving Houston where they were. But I, in no shit, way, shape, or form, I'm going to take the points. Like, I just I can't could do it, that. Could it just be like, you know, kind of a one game thing again? Not that I think overall you might be right that the difference between Tyrod Taylor and Davis Mills is going to be relatively small. But in this situation, coming off basically, you know, two, three days to prepare for your yeah. first start as a rookie quarterback, do you maybe make a one game adjustment and then bring it back, you know, next week because you have less, less of that stuff? I, and I have a little in there for that already. I'm still okay. not to where the market is, which again, okay. just because I'm showing an edge doesn't mean I'm going to bet it. I'm going to use some common sense there too. So this is yeah, my like prize picks entry. Yes. And if you want to get in on this Thursday night football, these are fun. You only get to get two props right. And you can win. Uh, I think this is three times my money. So promo code BBB, you get a $100 uh, deposit match up to $100. I, love that. I think that's money, it. Baby. We'll have more. More Ryder Cup. We'll have Thursday night first touchdown scores tomorrow. We'll have Felic on Friday. We'll talk some more baseball, football, basketball, hockey. We talked hockey today even. And, of course, Ryder Cup. As I will have Ryder Cup on while I'm doing the show on Friday. It'll be on the other screen. And we would be remiss if we didn't give one quick shout-out to our sponsor, WinBet. That's right. that flea salad. Can't have win total Wednesday without him. Is it getting cold up in Philly? Oh, and not quite. It's starting to get cool. This is actually like one of the nicest times to be around here. It's like between 65 and like 75, 80 every day. It's lovely. Cheese steak there. in the flea air. Flea season. Nice still a couple breeze. weeks. Yeah. Oh, it's not flea season yet. Well, yeah, you get signed up so you have your fleece in time for flea season. <laughs> Promo code BETSPERTS, $1,000, $1,000 risk-free bet, and a free GD fleece for you. And with that, we'll uh, we'll be back tomorrow, huh? Until then. See you guys.